Love Talk Radio. Good afternoon, all. Welcome back to the Practical Spirit Podcast, brought to you by Seek to Teach. I am Tahim. My co-host, my co-host rather, Rob, will be joining in shortly. But um, just to kind of restate what, where we went and um, a reminder, just a little housekeeping, you can definitely subscribe to the podcast and podcast app on your iPhone or Android device. Just pull up the podcast app and search for Seek, the number two, and then Teach. And um, the Practice Series podcast is there. You can go back, listen to the archive, Seek to Teach radio, as well as Practice Series podcast. So um, definitely do appreciate that. And um, also, if you all have questions or comments that you'd like to be addressed on air, definitely just um, you can leave a comment or tweet me. Um, leave a comment on Facebook. Uh, the Seek to Teach is found on Facebook as well as um, my Twitter is at topic, T-A-H-P-I-C-S. And I'll definitely um, address the question as soon as possible. But just to kind of um, recap where we were on the last show, yesterday we spent some time talking about redemption and the, the whole purpose of redemption, the concept, and why it's needed. And I'm not going to rehash the whole episode because, like I said, it is there in the archive. But basically what we what we came to is the um, fact of recognizing and acknowledging that as mankind, we need redemption. Just um, everything needs to be redeemed and restored because it's just corruption. And um, when I talk about corruption, I'm not talking about the um, dishonorable acts of men or bad morality, things of that nature. I'm talking about corruption as in things aren't um, shaping out to be the way that they were intended as far as the way that God created things and, and established things in his order. Um, we're, we're living in a broken universe, a broken atmosphere. God created things in perfect harmony and the impact of sin, the original sin, that's what um, brought about defects and deterioration of the creation in general. Um, and then, of course, deterioration in the concepts of, of, of man and, and what we're doing in terms of humanity. So we spoke on that a little bit. We're going to um, take some time and go further. And um, I want to really um, take some time and, and talk about our duality because if, if we say that, Corruption is there. Redemption is needed. Although the work at the cross that was already done, we're still constantly being developed. We're still constantly being perfected. Scripture speaks about the perfecting of the saints and coming into unity. And um, often it's, it's definitely um, conflicts, as we can see throughout the um, characters in biblical history, that there were there were conflicts. There was turmoil and despair in terms of dealing with God and dealing with God's people and, you know, how, really how to move. So um, my co-host is on, um, uh, Brother Rob, I'd like you to um, just kind of, I just did a, a little, a quick recap on what we were talking about thus far. So, um, yeah, I'd just like to give your thoughts. Um, if you could um, open us up when we talk about this dual nature, the duality and the struggle that we have, and then I'll chime in, but um, the floor is yours, sir. Oh. Yes, hey, good good afternoon. Uh, good to hear from you again. Um, yes, sir. This is a great topic. I've been excited about this topic myself. Uh, the dual nature, we know we we talking the dual nature. We're talking about the, the spirit, 
in the flesh, and we know that um, in this, I'm going right through the scripture. Uh, I'm reminded, even as you were speaking about the Apostle Paul, where the scripture, he says that, he said, now, there are times that I find myself doing things, but the thing that I find myself doing, I don't want to do. And then he says, he makes an statement, he said, but that, that I don't want to do, he said, I find myself that what I do. He said, but I understand something. He said, there's some things, there's a couple of things that's working within me that's causing me to yield at times to one and then yield at times to the other. Uh, this is the, 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 and then in scripture, he talks about there's a war that's going on in between, going back to what you said, that dual nature. And that's where the fight, that's where the fight is, even especially for us as, as being Christians, because now we know we have the conviction of the Holy Ghost within us now to even lead us and to tell us when we're yielding to the one that we shouldn't yield to. Um, in that process, I, I believe that that that's where the cultivation of God's word should come in. But even in God's word, there's still because we are always find ourselves present as as far as walking in the flesh. We're in the flesh. The, the scripture declared that we 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 walk we walk not after the flesh. We're in the flesh, but we walk not after the flesh. Now I looked at that uh, Tahi. And looking at it, the wording, wording in the Bible is so is so important because he didn't say walk in the flesh. He said walking after the flesh, meaning the flesh walk in, in our spirit is following what our flesh chooses to do. This is the nature. This is the nature. And we know that the nature, not to go further in because I want to hear your take on it, not to go further into it, but we know that. There's a flesh nature that's there to dominate as well as the spirit nature that's there for us to yield to. And most of the time, um, well, I'm not going to say most of the time, a lot of times we'll find ourselves yielding toward the dominant one at that time. The dominant, the reason why I say dominant is because of what we see, what we see. You know, a lot of times we talk about the spirit, even, even in, it even it relates to our faith as a whole because our faith is solely genuine, is solely dependent on the faith and believing that there is a God, that Jesus was the Son of God, because we never seen him. We never seen him. We read about him. We believe who he is by faith. But now as it relates to this flesh now on an everyday basis, we see it. We see it with our eyes, you know. It's not something that we have to depend on faith because we see this. We see when when people do us wrong. We see when people cut us off. We see when people lie on us. We see that. We see that. So a lot of times we make, we, 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 in this dual nature, we yield to a lot of times the things that we see naturally and not patient enough to allow the things that we know to be true spiritually to operate because we're so used even as we've been as even as we've been conceived 
in, in sin, we still, have you noticed that a baby, a baby doesn't, doesn't have to learn how to do wrong? Like a baby is not taught. If you tell a baby, no, the baby, she's going, a baby doesn't have to learn how to do wrong. It's just automatic. But what we have to do, right, we have to teach the baby the right way because the baby is already conceived in doing wrong. A, 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 a baby, right. a, I mean, a, a baby, you know, knows that, you know, but he doesn't know that he's doing wrong until we correct the baby, however we choose to do it, of the wrongness that he's doing. My point is, my point is that is we see, we see naturally. So a lot of times we tend to lean toward the things that we see, that we see, and it takes faith and believing in God, and it takes us growing. In God's word, just to believe in faith what he said, even though we haven't seen him naturally, we have to believe what he said by faith. That can only be done strictly spiritual because the majority right. of the right. time, right, the majority of the time, we're going to lean to what we see with our natural eyes. We got all of the scripture in us, but I'm telling you, it shows my name is Robert where we lean a lot of time to what's taking place at that particular time that we see and know of naturally. So right. I, I'll take my comments from there. And that's, that's interesting um, what you say as far as about the baby. Um, but as I was dialing in, I was really thinking about this concept about, you know, a child not having to be taught. But um, right. and, and when you think of it like that, you would think that, it almost seems like we're at more than we are because one thing I will say, um, while a child doesn't have to be taught to do the wrong thing, a child also has instinct and, um, right. you know, uh, natural ability to take on right. to the things that are good. You know, the, the things right. that are good. So, like, you don't uh, – a child doesn't have to be um, – even though they might fight their sleep, you know, some kids under my son was like that as a – well, he still does. He doesn't want to go to sleep. Right. But as a baby, you know, the the baby will be upset and, you know, crying and fight. They, they try to fight their sleep as long as they um, can because they don't want to miss anything. But they right. do sleep. Um, you know, if you, from the time that it's very, from, from the being a newborn, the child doesn't, it doesn't have to be taught how to eat, even though when the child is in the womb, they're not taking in nutrients the same way. But these are things that, right. you know, this is something that's good that gives you life. So, um, right. One of the things that we can say, we do have in a, um, even though we do have this sinful nature, we're not 100% corrupt. What we are, we're born right. corruptible. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we're corruptible, right. and, and, you know, and that's, that's where the guidance comes. So, really, there are some things that, like, there are some things, you know, um, at heart, some people like, that, okay, that person has a good heart. Like, we look at the world. We look at a lot of the philanthropy and the things that are done Really, the majority of, of these things that are done um, in the country and the world, these aren't done by saints. It's, it's people right. who are wealthy in the secular, secular vein. And for whatever, whatever reason, whether it's for personal gain, tax breaks, attention, whatever, to cover their guilt, they're doing really good things, you know. So right. Right. Um, right. We, we know that but, but what, when we look at it in Scripture, though, it says in this flesh dwells no good things. So, even though a person is doing a good thing, that's not 
in their nature, they may not know why they're doing it. It's not like it's right. something that they're living in, you know, and walking right. in. But um, you brought up Paul, and, and Paul is the one that I, I, I go back to and I reference. When we think about this, um, the duality, and I, I look at it, and um, I, I don't use this term to, to describe myself anymore because of this definition and what it looks like, but I think about the term duplicitous. And when someone right. is, is a duplicitous person, it pretty much means they're um, saying one thing and doing another. You know, um, right. they're, 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 um, you, you can't necessarily take them at their word. They're given to change and, you know, it's like mm-hmm. they're two faces, all, all these types of things that people would say as an insult. But when you think of it at the very nature, we are duplicitous. And that's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying that, you know, I know what I should be doing. I want right. to do what I should be doing, right. but I don't do it right. all the time. And, and what right. I don't want to do, that I do. That is the very thing of, of being duplicitous. You know, the scripture says right. a double-minded right. man is unstable in all his ways. Well, we're also double-minded men, you know, when you think right. about it. Right. But what right. what it is is that um, deciding to walk after the spirit and not after, not after the flesh, making that decision even though we will walk into what looks like a contradiction, we will still fall, we will still make mistakes, there's grace that right. covers that. And as as we're, um, get, as we're feeding into our spiritual man and, and feeding into that nature and drawing from the power of the Holy, the Holy Spirit, what happens is we're given grace. We're given a little more grace daily. Right. You know, we're, we're finding out how to, um, how to tap into that grace because the grace is already there. It's not that God has to... Um, bestow or grant something additional. The grace is already there, but we're learning mm-hmm. how to tap into that and not to come to that nature. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting mm-hmm. because, like, I heard, um, I thought about this um, last night. Mm-hmm. I, I, I felt really good about our show. I, I was just in a great mood. Just starting. I, I do the show right before I go to work. So, like, um, from the moment I get off the show, maybe 10, 15 minutes, I'm starting my work day. And I just felt, felt so good. I had such a boost, and it was going on for hours. I'm like, man, I'm really in a great mm-hmm. mood because um, I, was, mm-hmm. I was so excited about what we were discussing. And um, I had a meeting, and before the meeting, we were kind of having some um, casual conversation before the meeting started. And I don't know how it got to it, but one of the gentlemen said that, you know, um, he said that he doesn't get why customers are always asking him, if he's a Christian, just based on his name that he has, and he's like, you know, he doesn't get that, and he's like, he says he tells them that he's not, and that stops them in their tracks or, or whatever, and um, you know, he felt like kind of a sense of pride to say that, but um, you know, and my my response wasn't, you know, it wasn't to you know be this avid defender of the faith in that situation. My response was just like, well, that's not really appropriate in the business, so like we don't discuss religion and politics, dealing with customers. We don't even discuss that in the work environment. So my, my question would be like, well, you know, why are they expecting to get, you know, so much out of you in that conversation? And then someone else said, yeah, um, I was talking to this person. I had a customer, and they were just cursing all throughout the call, and then they said that they was a Christian. And um, she was like, how are they going to be a Christian? They're doing all this cursing. Here's another person that was, that was unsaved. So when I looked at that, so the first situation I addressed, but then the second I thought, Hmm. I didn't say anything, but I just took that in. I said, okay, so this is how they view us. And I said, this could be a very duplicitous thing. Now, of course, we know people buy their fruit, but 
Mm-hmm. Um, if, if if we're not, if you don't have a, a time to observe this person over over time and and identify mm-hmm. things, sometimes you might get a sense in your in, in your in your spirit, man. You know, you might get a connection and understand that person's things, but sometimes you don't know, and especially if that person's walking mm-hmm. in the flesh. So because that person mm-hmm. is using profanity, and no, I don't use profanity, but because that person is using profanity, who's to say they're not saved? Because there are mm-hmm. things that you can say that are a lot worse than these curse words, than these hard curse words that are right. more offensive to God. Just because a person uses profanity, that doesn't mean that they're speaking blasphemy. And that right. is something that, you know, would, would, would stand out to me more. So I think the first conversation could have... Um, about okay, about being Christian and because of name, I don't believe in this, this and that, and um, tearing right. down, you know, who who God is and what who, what He's done in, in my life, um, or even giving credit or saying okay that was God or saying okay that was the devil. I find that to be more offensive than an actual curse word. But yeah. here's yeah. the thing: when, yeah. we, when we talk about walking after the flesh and not after the spirit, here's the thing: if we can if we continue to do things that um, are going through our flesh, then right. it becomes difficult for us to walk in that grace and we're exposed, we're seen. So then people look right. at us like, oh, well, they're supposed to be a Christian, but they're doing this, this, and that. It's not that person right. A is, is is doing something that person B isn't doing, but it's their heart and, and what they're actually striving to do, and that's how they view us. So when we look at that duplicitous thing, and, and being dual nature, yes, I, I do recognize that I have a dual nature. I do recognize that I have fully repented for certain things and, and really had, you know, really striving to turn away, but have fell in that area again, you know, and, and you know, right. um, as opposed right. to beating myself up about it, I say, God, well, right. well, help me. Well, show me. Let's root cause it. How did I fall into this again? You know, where does this go right. back? So. Um, right. you, you made some very good points, and yeah, that that is important. That um, I understand why Paul presents that 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 duality mm-hmm. there, and Jesus showed a little yeah. bit of it when he was asking in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, about you know the cup being passed away from him if there's a way. Although he knew that this was it was always about, but when he was faced with it, that was showing the human side. The human side is always a right. tug against what's uncomfortable, and it's not that the human right. that the flesh just wants to. Do bad, you know. The flesh wants to do what feels good, right. and it can feel good to do the right thing sometimes. But right. you know, right. so that, that's just right. a, that's just an interesting thing. Yeah, but um, I'll let you go ahead, sir. And see, that's why he said, uh, "I'm going back to Paul again." Remember, remember what he said? He said, "But I understand that evil is always present. Why? Because he right. always operate. He always he still." Even though he's uh, operating the spirit, this flesh is always there. The flesh will remain, you know, it's going to remain. You know, and it goes and back. You know it goes, a, quick, a quick point. I just had a quick point to that. I just didn't, I just didn't want to forget. I'm going to let you get back to it. But that, when you talk about that evil is always present, I think about when I'm um, back in my spoken word days when I used to do performance poetry, it was a friend of mine who's a poet who um, definitely not uh, definitely not a Christian. And, um, right. I don't know if he had any particular religion, but I know he believes in God. But in one of his poems, mm-hmm. something that he said, he said that I'm finding that peace is the presence of God, not the absence of evil. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. I just I just you know, I just thought that was something just so profound and powerful. Right. Yeah, and that, that is that is very true. But I'm um, go, right. go ahead, sir. 
because that even backs up the word where it talks about evil is all it's like you said it's always present. Why? Because there's a flesh that we always have to keep in control under the spirit of God. You know, and you know, and, and right. it goes back to what it goes back, uh, Tahim, to even as you said, if, if the unbeliever, whatever you perceive and believe, and he heard somebody cousin, he said, "How is well?" Let's look at the unbeliever. He's only going by what he sees naturally in his, right? He doesn't understand. Right. He doesn't understand the process of being of being saved. You see what I'm saying? He just hears you either right. saved or not. If you say you shouldn't do this. He doesn't understand that. And, but she my, doesn't but understand. my question, and my question to that, should, is that their responsibility? Right. It is. It is. Should, should, and that would lead you, you and that would lead do you, I'm, I'm talking about the person that observes it. Is it their responsibility to interpret and understand that, or should they just no, go by what they see at face value? It's not like, exactly because they, <laughs> they can interpret. Right. You understand? Know they can interpret. That's why you hear a lot of right. this. I give you a good example if you ever thought about it. There's a saying going out by the young people where it's almost like when, instead of them saying "I swear to God," they say "On God, On God." You know? I'm yeah. On God. On God. On God. You yeah. see, and see, that's where that's where it stops. See, because that's the only thing they need. They only know and hear about God, but they don't know and hear. They don't understand about the Son of God. See, they do recognize that it's a God. They say on God, but they don't recognize the Son of God because in the Son of God, now you have to get more personal in how you operate here on earth through the Son of God. You see what I'm saying? We all know right. to a degree there's a God unless you're atheist. You know, and that goes back to just a comment real quick when you were talking about cussing and this and that. You know, for the life of me, when 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 it when the spiritual when, when uh, Peter was denying and said Jesus, it said Peter cussed. You know, for the life right, of right. me, for forever, I always thought it was the same cuss word like we used to use, and I always yeah. looked at that word and thought it. But that's not what Peter did. Peter denied. He, in his cursing, he didn't cuss like we did and, and like that. His cussing, if you look at that word in there, it's the Hebrew word that's interpreted. He denied. He de- he denied to acknowledge who God was. That was his cussing. It wasn't that he used choice words. He just denied a truth and what God wo- and who right. God was. But for the life right, of me, I thought right. that he would curse her. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, he cursed, cursed. Peter right. cursed in the Bible. He cursed. No, you, you see what I'm saying? So my point is this. And like that, you said, it's not the responsibility for the one that's an unbeliever to determine if we really saved or not. It's the responsibility of us as believers by the Spirit of God to present ourselves so we won't be a stumbling block even through the words of cursing like we do. You understand know what I'm right, saying? Right. Because that yeah. be to, for, for that incident, that person, whoever he was talking to, was a type of a stumbling block for that man. There was a stumbling block. Because yeah. he said, yeah. what did he say? Yeah. Oh, I thought Christian was supposed to curse. He come to you. I thought Christian exactly. was, You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that became yeah. a type of a stumbling block for that listener, whoever it was. And it's not his yeah, responsibility. Go ahead. What, what the world what the world tries to do and um it's what the world does and it's a, 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 a satanic thing what 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 we want to do 
is um the the devil um or evil spirits or flesh, whatever you want to say, um they want to they they recognize the duality. So evil spirit recognizes right. the, the, the duality in a man, and they want to play right. on that because that's that's what Satan did with Jesus in the wilderness. That's he wanted right. to play that's on right. his flesh. You know what? That's everything right. that he said, it wasn't anything about um anything directly, even though it did have deep spiritual connotations. But he's playing on his appetite because he's starving. He plays on you know you wanting to get glory, giving man power. These are natural things that have um you know deep deep spiritual um it's de- definitely deep deep spiritual meaning and um mm-hmm. you know the the consequences that that would follow is is, is definitely deep but it's, it's natural things and that's what happens and um they 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 want to to play on something and that's what the world does you know they definitely look oh and I'm sure they probably do it with other religions it's just that I hear it more with Christianity oh you're mm-hmm. supposed to be a Christian this this and that and then you hear it in the church. Oh, he's supposed to be a deacon. Oh, he's supposed right. to be a minister. Right. Oh, right. he's right. supposed to be a, a evangelist. Right. But this, this, and that, right. as if the humanity goes away with the title or with the degree. Right. You know, um, you, you right. hear that often. And um, you know, as, right. as we as we start to wrap up, this I, I think the overall like the key the, the the key lesson that I get what I take out of this is we can't fool ourselves. We do have to recognize that right. there is a duality, so we have to be careful. We That's why we do have right. to guard our hearts as well, be careful what we take right. in, be careful what we say around people because it's about right. much more than us. And with us recognizing that our duality, that helps us to be more compassionate and more forbearing dealing with other people because saved right. or unsaved, regardless of the person doing the worst thing ever in the world, we have the propensity, we have the capability and we have not the original design, but our corrupted design, and will do the same exact thing. I, I don't care how bad it, 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 it is. You know, with me, um, heterosexual all my life, well, how can I look down on um, someone who is a homosexual? How do I look down on someone who is a pedophile while I detest the act? Yes, I can say that I have the capability in my sin nature, I had that capability to walk into that, but the grace of right. God in in my circumstances right. prevented me from right. doing that. So you know we don't right. we don't talk down right. on people. You know we definitely don't right. do that. And um, right. that's what I wanted right. to say. But I would go ahead and let you close out. Um, we have a couple minutes left, sir. Right. I definitely wanted to just uh, foreshadow on that myself, uh, even as you uh, talked about the heterosexual and the homosexual thing, because like you said. There's one thing I say, never say what you would never do. You know, never, especially right. if you don't have something in you to keep you. You see what I'm saying? Never right. say right. what you That's would scary. never do because you really right. don't know if you're given the opportunity, the circumstance, the situation could be fit, and, and, and you might think you could get away with something. Never say that. So with that, with that being said, never look down, never look down, uh, um, uh, even a, 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 a great leader I know of, he said, never look down on somebody unless you're picking him up. Now that's a saying that right. I, that that's a that's a that's a godly thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And so even oh, yeah. in that, because look at it, we're all the creation of God. Now we might not be all God's children. Only those who he gave the right to become, but we're still all his creation. 
And if God hasn't destroyed them, if God hasn't destroyed them yet, you know, then how can we destroy them? Second point right. that I want I want to say this. Never give the devil a chance to devour us because it says he seeks around like a roaring mm. lion to see who he may devour. Yes. If we're right. not presenting ourselves the right way, then somebody who's an unbeliever or even a believer has a right. They Listen to what I'm saying. They have the right to look on you and say, you're not betraying what you say you are. And guess what? The enemy has just used them to devour your testimony. Your testimony. Yep. You, you see what I'm saying? I'm saying if you're doing it on a consistent, on a consistent. And so uh, so with that being said, I'm saying this. It is our responsibility. It's our responsibility at any time as we work, as we grow, as we're being perfected, but to present God in the holiness that he represents. It is our responsibility. It's not their responsibility to try to determine if we're real or not. That's not the unbeliever's responsibility. It's not. So let me just pray real fast. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time of shame. A great word. I enjoyed myself. Thank you for how you spoke through us. I pray, Lord God, that you will just continue to yield your people, win your people, uh, uh, grow them. I pray if someone not here that's not saved, that they ask, call on the Lord, ask for salvation. They could do it right from their home. We praise you. We bless you. Thank you to the next time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.